Hello, Recordiacs. Your mission, should you choose to accept it, involves a daunting task of continuing along with the three unqualified agents as they safely navigate through the next three films of this blockbuster franchise as we prepare you for the next installment. Be careful. Along the way, you may encounter breathtaking side boob, broken bones, fist-pumping, inducing growth of mustaches, and high knees. As always, should any of you be caught or killed, producer Nick will disavow any knowledge of your action. This podcast will self-destruct in five seconds. Good luck, Recordy X. Alright, I'm assuming you have accepted your mission. Welcome to another episode of Previously Recorded Mission Rewatch. I am your host, RP, as always, and this episode of Previously Recorded is brought to you by our Redbubble and Tee Public store, where you can get all of our latest merch with our newest logo, tank tops, wallets, whatever you want, uh, If masks, if there's a smog in the air like there is currently, we'll timestamp ourselves. Yeah, go check that out. Uh, links in the show notes. Anyway, to continue this series uh, of our Mission Rewatch, we, did the, we just did movies one through three. So we will be continuing today with the next three uh, to get you ready for Dead Reckoning Part 1. To get this done today, bringing in my other two agents, Bob and Shane. Welcome back. Nobody's seeing Dead Reckoning Part 1. They're seeing Oppenheimer. It comes out like a week after. Is he still trying to to fight for more? It's their fucking fault. Like Paramount's fault. Yes, he is. He's, He's apparently pissed. But they can't move it back because of Indy, and they can't move it forward because of Oppenheimer. So it's kind of stuck where it's at, and it'll only be on IMAX screens for like a week or so. Uh, can't they just re-release it like later on? They probably will before probably part two comes out. They'll probably mm-hmm. do an IMAX thing, make it. But that's Paramount's fault. Like you knew when you were releasing this, Paramount has had a terrible summer blockbuster like slate. Like Transformers is coming out this weekend, right? The weekend terrible summer blockbuster slate. Yeah, Transformers between. Well, I'm saying like the way that they did it yeah. is like between Spider-Verse and between The Flash. So oh. you're that week. And between nobody cared about Transformers yeah, for like 10 years. That's also true. <laughs> yeah, nobody cared. I looked, it, it somehow still makes $2 billion. It'll so, do like, well yeah. overseas. It does well overseas. We can blame them. Um, that's what ours, Oppenheimer's ours. They can have... Uh, well, don't don't blame them. You're going to have to put out a, a apology in Mandarin like John Cena did. <laughs> Yeah, that was for Fast and Furious, which is already on freaking video at home, which is That's insane. Wild. It must have stunk. No, it was good. It was the best one they put out in like oh. ten years, I think. Whenever Fast Six came out, I it think was it was just making no money. Like it why? didn't make that much money stateside because people are kind of over it. But um, well, lucky for them, there's it's a three part finale or something, right? Yeah, it was supposed to be two, and so now it's stupid. three. But, uh, but yeah, so we've seen. Uh, Spider-Verse, which we can talk a whole lot about, so we're not going to. We're just going to say it was really good, and you should go see it. It was beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. So, there's a little fun to be had today. So, before today's podcast, the, the guys are, were up here in Studio A, and I was trying to think of a Mission Impossible-themed drink to make you guys. There's no ideas out there, and I'm not that creative. So, this is why we have the wheel. Your mission, should you choose to accept it, is to spin the wheel. The wheel is marked 1 through 10. If you land on that number, it's a secret drink. There's some that it's a full glass. And then you can do a smaller glass, but then you have to re-spin the wheel. 
and there's some that's only small glasses, one spin. You will, I will, you will not know. You can spin the wheel as much as you want, but I just think because if I were to make a drink, I probably would make you guys one. So we can start it off with just I one emptied spin. the tank before we started recording, so I'm all in. Let's do it. <laughs> There's one that I hope you don't get then because you'll be ref- you'll be refilled. But uh, Bob, if you want to, do you want to do the honors? Do I do start? Am I the first to spin? Yeah, you can spin. Just oh my god, this keeps breaking. It's okay. <sighs> that, that plastic piece doesn't really do it. The wheel gets um, nervous back around here. Well, uh, I have a wheel old school that I've had for a year and that we use almost weekly. And it's in better shape than well, this. That's because, that that's because the kids respect it. <laughs> yeah. All right, give it a spin. Get no respect. Get no respect. My wife does respect. All right, as you can hear, that is the wheel. And what number? You recently greased this wheel? It's I did. spinning a lot. Number two. Okay, so number two is a small drink only. And by small, Are these all alcoholic I mean or shot. Okay. Yes. You have one. A shot of tequila. Oh no! Yeah, so <laughs> I will. Uh, I will get that for you. That's an impossible mission if I've ever heard one. Let's to re- recap while I get my my first impossible impossible mission. What were the highlights and lowlights from one, two, three for you, Shane? Highlights was the rock climbing scene. <laughs> I have a lot of <laughs> rock climbing notes through four, five, and six. Actually, low light for me was their most famous scene. Where I said we, yeah, it, it, it was kind of boring when he's hanging so from the boring. ceiling in the first mission. It's, impossible. It's, it's like twenty minutes too long. I think we both can agree that, and their whole plan was to give the guy in charge diarrhea, and that apparently is our peace plan tonight. So I don't know <laughs> what he, uh, what his goal. You know is what? Here. Never mind. That's now my favorite part of the movie. <laughs> their whole plan was to give this guy diarrhea so they could sneak in. And and what? Love it. What kind of uh, tequila is sponsoring this this episode? So, I only have somewhat left of the what you bought me as my housewarming gift, which is Avion, which is very good. And there is a splash of margarita mix in there to make it a little bit... Appreciate that. I got you. Yeah, Yeah, it's supposed to be enjoyable. I can handle... That's a smooth tequila to begin with, but... That Knowing that there's ten more options on here <laughs> that could happen later on, and that I'm driving home. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> that's why you're more. You don't have to spin it more than once, but you can. <laughs> All right. Well, cheers. Bottom, bottoms up. Mission accepted. My ride home, ladies and gentlemen. Taking shots of tequila. It's good, right? This is going to be a long episode. <laughs> Buckle in, folks. So you were saying your low of the was the rock climbing scene. Hi, no, that was my rock climbing scene. Oh, I don't think they topped that scene since. Rock climbing, Limp Biscuit. how can you top it? Yeah, true, true, you can't top it. Shirtless Tom Cruise, you know he was actually doing that rock climbing. Oh, I know, I know. There's crazier shit that happens. Yeah, he's a nut job. Let's dive in to Mission Impossible, Ghost Protocol. I just wrote them down as four, five, and six, but yeah. I have the subtitles for the other well, I two. fucked up because I kept saying Rogue Nation and Ghost Protocol mixed up. Fair. All right, so we're back for Mission Impossible 4. This is what Ethan Hunt's up to this time. Blamed for a terrorist attack on the Kremlin, Ethan Hunt, played by Tom Cruise, and the entire IMF agency are disavowed by the U.S. government while the president initiates the ghost protocol. Forced to go off the grid, left without resources or backup, Hunt must somehow clear the agency's name and prevent another attack. Complicating matters even more, Ethan must undertake the impossible mission with a group of fellow IMF fugitives whose actual motives are suspect. Released December 15th, 2011. It actually was the small release. It went wide right before Christmas. 
Directed by Brad Bird, his first live-action adaptation. Uh, his f- what else does Brad Bird do? The Iron Giant and The okay. Incredibles. That was him. Written by Josh Applebaum and Andre Nemec, who Andre Nemec, if I'm butchering his name, sorry, did the 2014 Michael Bay TMNT, which I am a fan of. Went on to gross $695 million on a budget of $145 million. Rotten Tomatoes, critical, 93. Audience, 76. And by this time, that's the highest for critical. Critics calling it stylish, fast-paced, and loaded with gripping set pieces. The fourth Mission Impossible is a big-budget popcorn entertainment that really works. I don't. I I can't argue with that. I think that I that, enjoyed this movie. I think this yeah. is. Where, I mean, three hit its hit. Three figured it out. Yeah. Four hit its stride. Mm-hmm. I feel like after four, they just kept getting better too. But I. So he. My. And I guess we can talk about this at the end. But I agree with that, and I think we'll say that probably a lot tonight. But I'm afraid that it's gonna go the way of Fast and the Furious, where it just gets like gonna get too yeah. ridiculous. Like if Ethan Hunt's not in space at some point in the next movie, I, I, huh. I wouldn't. If he is in space, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, that but like it's every crazy thing he does. So like it has to be like at least realistic doable. because he's going to be. That's yeah. fair, and that kind of keeps it grounded. No, yes. no, he he will send himself to space. Well, he like, did say he wants to film. Like, he signed a deal with SpaceX. Like a while ago, I think before even Fallout came out, <laughs> to film a movie in space t- no, entirety. He's, he's, he's Bullock did that too. That's true, and that was all real. That movie's called Gravity. Yes, which is it it's a documentary. There is a little bit of gravity about in there. Sandy Bullock just floating in space. She's blind, and there's it's apocalypse. Yeah, and then she adopts a large African American boy who plays football. It's a wild movie. It's crazy. She has to marry Ryan her Reynolds range, for citizenship. Her range is so It's just impeccable. that the plot of that film is all over that, the place. And the fact that it's, it's, it's under 90 so minutes, genres. the fact that it's under 90 minutes is insane too. All that cohesively in well, 90 she, minutes. she adopts the boy in space, so that saves some time. Oh, he's an alien, yeah. Well, no. Well, Did you see the, you saw the director's cut. See, our cut, that was the end credit. That's how the yeah, movie ends. It's a teaser for the She next brings film. her home, yeah. Called The Gravity Side. Side. I was going for the same area. Yeah, yeah, we were in the same region there. All right, so development of this film. Despite the third film being unsuccessful commercially, Paramount was keen on making a fourth film, but it took until summer 2009 for the writers to be hired. So the last one, I think, came out in 2006. Did did three have critical success? Yes. Okay. It it didn't do well financially because two was so bad, probably. Yeah, I think so. then after the fact, people were like, ah, this is pretty good. But it still did well. It just made less than two. But I think because people had they seen two yeah, and was like, like two I don't stinks. need these trash films anymore. Yeah, no, not at all. Um, I wish so, people would start doing that for Fast and the Furious. Maybe well, they or stateside they did. Yeah, or <laughs> yeah, it's true. Which stateside people did stop seeing that movie. We, I just want to say we got real close to Patrice territory there when you were talking about Sandy Bullock. <laughs> <laughs> I no. thought she was going to start. She's got to stay sideline. We got we got too much to do. Good, yeah, I'm sick of it. It's too bad for her to call it. So JJ was unavailable for this one to direct, but he stayed on as producer. And Brad Bird was hired in March of 2010, which I think JJ was unavailable because he was doing Star Trek. I think that mm. came out in 2009. Um, so Christopher McQuarrie did an uncredited rewrite of the screenplay, who we now know as to be like him and Tom Cruise are like best buds. He, you know, obviously he does, he does five and six and then he writes and he's doing seven and eight and he, he wrote some of Top Gun Maverick as well. So on ghost protocol, this is what uh, McQuarrie said on ghost protocol. I came in on the middle of the shoot to do a rewrite of the screenplay, though they had already started the movie. I had to communicate with the entire staff to determine what I could and couldn't change. 
what sets have been built or struck, what scenes I could or couldn't reshoot. I learned so much about production being right there. The script had these fantastic sequences in it, but there was a mystery in it that was very complicated. What I did was uh, he like tweaked it up about like the clarity of the of the story or the mystery. Uh, so he's like the mystery had to be made simpler, and it's like reaching into a sock and pulling it inside out. It's still a sock, still all the same pieces, but put together in a different order. So this is an exact quote from him, and weird quote, but I think that's a great point of the. There's a nice twist. There's a nice mystery, but they're not complicated. These are mm. not complicated movies. You know, I think I think two and three can get a little complicated because there's a lot going on. But I think the one advantage to four, five, and six is that the plot is pretty mainstream. Like it's pretty, it's pretty cut and dry. You know what's going on. Sure, there's there's twists like here and there, but yeah, because they went together, six isn't as complicated. But it's the most of these movies. Yeah, because I agree. of the twists that are like if you're if you stop paying attention for two seconds, you're losing what the fuck just happened mm-hmm. in six. Mm-hmm. There's like a twenty minute sequence where it's just nonstop, like twist after twist after twist. Uh, so this was also the first in the series to be filmed with IMAX cameras, which they filmed the skyscraper Dubai scene uh, with, which pretty cool. It did really well in terms of the box office on a small release in 425 theaters. It went on to gross $12.7 million, which is really, really well. And then it went wide and it it did really, really well. Like I said, $694.7 million, second largest of the franchise. Um, and at the time, it was the largest of the franchise. Um, so let's get into talking about this movie. So this this film is really fucking good, in my opinion. I, I like it a lot. What did you think about the movie, Shane? Uh, I was just happy that they finally started getting good. I, to- I told you. I said three yeah. picks up, and then four, five, and six. It's, it's like Bob said. One and two are kind of stinkers, and then three, they... They figure it out, and then four, they kind of catch a stride, and they know what they're yeah. doing now. Mm-hmm. I mean, they obviously have their like ridiculous shit that they do that makes me laugh. Mm-hmm. But I got some good quotes from from three <laughs> or from four. From four. I uh, yeah, I had a good one too. But also, one scene is kind of in like the opening scene where they're at they're at the Kremlin, right? That yeah. eventually gets blown it's up. The prison first. The, the prison the first. Prison's pretty cool. That's a cool opening scene. So there's the where film- they break. Ethan yeah, out of prison. yeah, yeah, yeah. The film opens up, and they're trying to break Ethan out of prison. Do that first, and then I'll talk about the Kremlin scene. Because there's just one thing that made me laugh. Well, me too. There's something in the Kremlin that is one of the worst shot things I've ever seen. Um, but, yeah, so they just they got to break Ethan out. You don't know what the hell's going on. You're like, mm-hmm. is this an undercover plant? Like, what is he doing? So he breaks out, and he takes somebody with him. And it's this whole really cool fighting sequence where he's basically fighting the guards and the prisons. Uh, people, so they get him out, and then they do this swap with the guy. It's a whole thing. I got yeah, it was cool. Like they they hand it's like the cleaners or whatever. They hand the guy off. So that they hand it off. Who he helped break out of jail. It was kind of like that scene from Daredevil where Punisher's in the jail and like all the yeah. yep. all the inmates come out and like swarm him. I forgot about it, that scene. It was cool. I I like that scene a lot where they're breaking him out. Um. So the, there was one situation where they blur motherfucker in subtitles. Like it's like. I don't even they, remember. I think that. they just say like mm-hmm. mo- like they like instead of saying like motherfucker, they, they like, say it in Russian and it's subtitles. Yeah, and I'm like, so can you get away with saying motherfucker? Maybe you can't have motherfucker written on a screen. But like you can MVP say it in PG-13 because you can't you only say fuck like once in a yeah. So I yeah. wonder if 
you can't say motherfucker, and but you could get away with it with it being in another language. Is motherfucker worse than just fuck? I was going to say, can you say I, motherfucker in PG-13? That kind of sounds what, worse. Are we I mean. now rated R because we've said motherfucker 17 times in the last 30 yeah, seconds? If I, this movie came out in Russia, would they bleep that? I don't know. These are questions. These are not they say, Would they say Russian mother trucker? Ooh, yeah. Maybe. Russian police are stern. Stern, stern but fair. They're fair, though. Um, I said Tom Cruise is instantly cooler than the previous three films the second he steps out of prison. Tom Cruise, like, and I, I've said it, and I'll continue to say it, I think this rewatch is kind of, like, forcing me to change my opinion, but I also don't <laughs> change my opinion either because he still doesn't, he's still not an action hero. He is, he clearly is, but I'm like, nah, dude, like, stop. This <laughs> he's, is, stop doing this. He's such a tiny little man. Yeah, it's to, like he's an action all, hero because he has the money to be like, let me hang from that airplane. And like, <laughs> no, it's all forced you? camera angles yeah. to make him look bigger. But, I, I, uh, it, but that's what, what did it with me when I watched these for the first time. I was like, I don't like Tom Cruise. Yeah. Now I'm like, oh, I kind of like Tom Cruise. And then the the um, Top Gun well, Maverick. Well, Tom, I'm going to put you at the top. But I liked Top Gun and Top Gun Maverick to begin with. Yeah. And I liked The Outsiders. I, I think my thing is I like Ethan Hunt. I'm starting to think I like uh, him as an actor. I just think he's annoying. Yeah, so life. here's my yeah. thing. I think I like Ethan Hunt. I think I like uh, like Maverick. I like. I don't even remember who he plays in the Outsiders. I like those characters. I don't like Tom Cruise the human being. Oh yeah, no. That's does. like. But nobody I'm saying does. like that's my issue is like I've just established that I can clearly separate you two yeah. now. Like that whack job is there. Yep. And then Ethan Hunt, this dude's sick. Yeah. It's like I gotta, uh, gotta do something else. It's like the J.K. Rowling of it all. You sep- you just separate her from Harry Potter. Like you're like, yeah, you're yeah. over there now. But I still <laughs> yeah. I love this. this. I still cool. like yeah. to enjoy things. Yes, exactly, exactly. So. One of the big things now is that Benji, obviously, in the last one, kind of joins. And this one, now he's like, I'm a field agent. He's legit. Boom. Quick answer. What'd you do? I passed the test. Okay, great. Benji's with us yeah. now in the field. And I'm a I big fan it. of the entire movie. Benji <laughs> wanted to wear a mask. Yeah, yeah. That's that, all he wants. He that's wants all he wants the entire movie. And he finally gets goes, the opportunity. Yeah, that Skipping ahead, that was like six, right? Does that go through four and five where he can't wear a mask through four or five? I yeah, I'm pretty sure there's no mask in five. And, then he, and he wears, wears in one six. I was very happy. Yeah. He pulled the mask off his bench. He was like, he got to wear a mask. <laughs> um, the, then we have a new addition to the team, Agent Carter, um, who's hot. She's very hot. Jane. Uh, yeah, played by Paula Patton, I believe is, her, yes. is the actress's name. So the movie starts off with her teammate, which also seems like lover, is killed by... Um, this good this assassin. This assassin. And then, so it's kind of a hunt for her... And it's she, she had stolen like it's the assassin Once and revenge. she's stealing the nuclear codes. The girl, the assassin, stealing the nuclear codes to get money. Yes, that's basically it. These diamonds. So that's why she, she wants diamonds, attacks them. And then Wilstrom, I think, is the guy's name or something like that, who is like the bad guy in this. Mm-hmm. He wants the nuclear codes. Yep. He wants to send these nuclear. So you don't find that out until because you're like, why did the, the assassin kill her or kill him? And it's just because he's trying to obtain the codes. Uh, basically, it's the same situation every movie. It's honestly there's nuclear codes, or there's some well, sort of the bomb. new the new one. So see, that's the thing where like it's the same thing every movie. I know, but they're just done super well. They're just done really well. As bad as as two is two has like the coolest premise where it's like that's the one where they have like this virus that if it got out would Mm -hmm. be like the everything else is just like oh no they got a nuke like why all why why is it so easy to get these like 
Warheads. Why? And why is there so many? Why? That's that's a that's for the suits in Washington to figure out. You're that's right. not yeah. this podcast. Um, so, okay, this starts the whole process. They break Tom out, and then he gets his new reading, his mission. Should he choose to accept cool it? Cool projector for the the Kremlin scene. No, and it. Oh yeah, yeah, you're right. That was in the Kremlin. That was yeah. The so. They need to infiltrate. The mission is to infiltrate the Kremlin and get the codes. That's they. They think the codes are there. That's why I wrote down green screen camouflage. I couldn't remember what the fuck that note meant. Yeah, yeah that's, I always make. Cool, I always make notes and don't know what they, the fuck they, they put mean. the cool projector at the yeah. end of the hallway. Yeah, the so it's this very cool projector that if you haven't seen the movie, yeah. this is none the, of this is going the to make tech sense. in this one. And I'm thinking at five, about five and six where it's like not necessarily as crazy. This is like, because there's another scene later on, I know I'm like all over the place, where they go in, because they're on their run, because yeah. protocol, obviously, they, yeah. they've, they've been That scene's out. fucking awesome. But they go into like a train car, and then they like, the train car like flips, and it becomes like a, a the weapons, yeah. like armory, and I was like, this is the type of like Q James Bond shit that mm-hmm. these movies have needed, yeah. yeah. and I was all in for all of it. Like, yeah, all right, absolutely. we got these cool gadgets that are like helping them get this shit. Absolutely. The mask maker was cool, but the idea that they're just putting masks on, I'm like, ooh, gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> um, so they have all that high tech shit, but at the start of the Kremlin scene, they... <laughs> release a camera attached to a fucking helium balloon yep, yep. yeah <laughs> yeah so it's because you're like why and that shit works and it worked and it went like in a balloon and i'm like what the hell is this and then there's a camera i was like you gotta be fucking kidding me they didn't have like a drone or something they could use i thought that was yeah cool. i don't know if no i thought so too but ridiculous. hey it's hey, the balloon is hides everything ridiculous i don't them. know if you can send a drone up around the kremlin it's you probably, probably like a no can. fly zone yeah I so they, they have this balloon so it just looks like they're walking around with a balloon it's actually genius it is and see and that's, that's why, why you're it, not in the imf yeah not impossible mission force more like uh go ahead i'm <laughs> go ahead i'm <laughs> mad fun <laughs> Shane, I'm gonna come back to that. I'm gonna get a good IMF. That's a weird, that's a weird uh, sequence of letters, but I'm gonna get something here. And thanks for listening to our recap on Ghost (laughs) Protocol. No, uh, so basically, we kind of speed it up a little bit because there's not entirely that much to talk about in terms of the plot without literally going step by step by step through the entire movie. Which, if we did that, it would kind of be the same for four, five, and six. In terms of the mechanics. There's a lot of cool shit that happens. There's also one terrible scene that... Impossible mission force. More like Igloo Man for real. Because that take was cold as ice shit. Oh! Oh, Body bagged him. But aren't they warm in igloos? But it's cold on the outside. Okay, He's an Igloo Man. Oh, yeah. Okay, fair enough. Made of Igloo. And the cooler. For real. I'm calling an Uber home. See you, Shane. It was nice nice seeing (laughs) you. Hey, Mom, can you pick me up? I'm not having fun anymore. (laughs) Um, so when Tom Cruise is escaping, uh, the Kremlin, it's when it blows up Yes, and he's running and he's clearly running on a green screen. A lot of running. It is the worst screen screen. It's like literally curved at his feet. Like he's, he's like, I didn't it's so bad. I meant to take a video so and maybe I'll post it. You but do more research than me. and I didn't look this up on my own. Yeah. Do you think Russia like was pissed about them blowing up the Kremlin in a movie? That seems like the kind of thing that like. Putin would get mad about. I didn't do enough like research to anything do you think about Russia's it? mad that they're always the bad guys in villains. Yeah. 
Not, well, she, they're not so mad that they stopped being the bad guy in real life. So. Can you can you can you look up the uh, box office for Russia for this film? Yeah, it was um, Ghost Protocol, right? Yep. You mentioned his sprinting. the The knees are getting higher and higher. Yep. Every movie we sprints. To, need to they need to. Man. He's older. Yeah, he's getting older. So he's really giving it his all. The Kremlin blows up. And then he gets taken to a hospital, and this leads to a hospital escape. They, they think he's he blew up the Kremlin. He's, they they filmed in Moscow, so I can't imagine it was actually an issue if they let yeah, them film. They're it. probably like they they probably enjoy the persona as the villain. Like, still, I heard they blew up the actual Kremlin and then like, rebuild it. They did. It was paid for office. Tom Cruise. If it Cruise. was up to Tom Cruise, he'd be like, "I want to blow up the real Kremlin." <laughs> yeah. What if we blow this bitch up for? Let's, let's just let's just do it and yeah, just see just, how it looks. You can rebuild it. Yeah. He's, Would you guys don't have any construction workers in Russia? <laughs> What's going on? Why, why does Tom Cruise sound like that? You don't got any. Because he's mad. He's mad they won't let him What's do going it. on with that? So he gets you guys mad. don't got no construction yeah. workers so when over he gets, here? When he gets mad, he becomes like real like South Philly. <laughs> hey, Tony. Oh, hey, yeah, you don't got no some construction workers? Well, you can't fucking, you can't lose a building every hey, once in a while? Hey, Mr. McCoy, they ain't got no <laughs> thing over here. Uh, oh, Mr. Putin. <laughs> what, you can't build nothing around here? So then this leads to uh, Tom Cruise being... A, Ethan Hunt being arrested, shirtless in a hotel in Russia, or a hotel hospital. in a hospital in Russia, and this security, this police officer thinks he blew up the Kremlin, and this leads to an escape. Tom Cruise is on the balcony. Can we talk about this balcony scene for a second? Yeah. What a huge leap we've taken from Mission Impossible Two. This man is free climbing, mm-hmm. just a giant rock by himself. He goes out on a balcony in a hospital and he looks terrified. Yeah. He's a little, he's a little scared boy. It's because he doesn't have shoes on. If he had shoes, he would be fine. You think that's the difference? That's the, the, Do you think he wears Skechers? No. It's yes. He wears his own line. Ah, uh, TC's. TC's, yeah. TC Tuggers. EH's. <laughs> Ethan Hunt's shoes. So then this... Yeah, I was mad. I was genuinely mad. So that one of my notes is the scene on the ledge of the hospital is a big change from Climbing Rock and Mission Impossible 2. That is a that is a foreshadowing moment because, oh boy. Oh boy. It's coming later. It is coming later. <laughs> there is one more scene. I think it's before the hospital scene. Uh, the car chase where Benji's giving him like the GPS and he's chasing somebody. Or is that later in the movie? That's in six. No, that was four. I, it's my note for four. I hadn't watched six when I wrote this down. Car chase. He's. He's. I, I think he's on a. Oh yeah, and he has like the iPad upside yeah. down. No, but isn't that in? No, it's four. I hadn't watched That's six, six yet when I made well, this. The one that we yeah, that, that we're talking about is six. There, no, in he six, has it upside six down, he's on a motorcycle, and then he, and then he has it in two D. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's where he's on that's the when roofs. That's yes. Roof. That's when he's yes. jumping. I don't remember this scene. I. One thing I'll say about these movies, I hate chase scenes, mm-hmm. but they do them very well. Yes. Now, I disagree, and I'm going to talk about it later. They do you disagree that scene. Shane hates them? You no, think they, he likes they, them? They, they, they don't do chase scenes well because uh, oh, they okay. really lean into motorcycle chases, and I realize they're not entertaining to me. Oh, see, I thought the, the motorcycle opposite. chase scenes are like car chases. You got like accidents and people blowing up and shit like that. Yeah, motorcycle, motorcycle chases are just weaving in and out of traffic. You might as well chase each other on a bicycle. Throw throw a bitch on a unicycle. Let's really let's really call this a game, you know. Let's call this a real Im- impossible mission. The motorcycle. Ch- it's one of my notes for later. I just they really love motorcycle chases. They do because not doing so much this movie actually. I don't think five and six. I don't no, think six. four has any. Five six has, has a one. Very six. six has one. Well, six has one that goes from car to motorcycle. 
Six has two, I think. Yeah. Six has a motorcycle chase. We'll get to it. But I enjoyed it. Um, Okay. I I mean, I like them. They're not bad, but I'd rather them chase than anything else. And Six also fixes that desire as well. He escapes shirtless, picks up his clothes on the street and blends in. And that's the cover you see him in. Anytime you look up this movie, that's what you see. The hood up. The hood up. So now we meet, we meet the title drop. And we meet the we meet Jeremy Renner, who's joined the force. He gets picked up by Jeremy Renner, and uh, which Jeremy Renner plays William Brandt, it and is the secretary. The secretary at the time. Which yeah. this scene is really cool. So there's there's one ridiculous part where they go, Ethan, has you have you seen this guy? He looks like this, and he literally draws on his palm. Yes, like a. Sketch, like artist sketch artist drawing like, of the guy like, they're looking for. It's like for. the leprechaun that was in the tree. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. And he's like, have you seen this? And yeah. <laughs> Jeremy Renner's like... Takes him no time at all. Jeremy yeah. Renner's like 5'8", brown hair, blue eyes. Yeah. I got you. Looks him up in the database. Whatever. But then, boom. Jeremy made Renner's me shit like, my I pants. I think it's a crackhead. Got hold <laughs> of the, the wrong balls. stuff. <laughs> uh, so, then the secretary dies and they go... It's a... Whole thing, they go underwater, they escape. Which Mythbusters proven those yes. bullets are going deep into that water. They yeah, would not. They get would that not. Far. I saw that episode yeah, of Mythbusters too. That's what quick note I had right there. Yeah. Uh-uh, I think every time I watch a of that happen, I think of that episode yeah. too. I do. They proved that like they were they were copying a movie, but it to was like see a, how deep bullets. But would it go was in like a colonial battle one, and it was like they were shooting through the water. But it's like really they go like three like it might foot. be like like a foot and a half, and then they just like lose all their mm-hmm. momentum yeah those bullets were piercing that water mm-hmm. they were but before that happens before the secretary dies he says that the imf has been disavowed the president is enacted ghost protocol ghost pro- and then i pointed at the screen like leonardo yeah like DiCaprio. leonardo dicaprio yep i did that a bunch this the, the past they've created a rogue nation and there was going to be fallout so yeah i pointed at the screen <laughs> once every time um and that's because the russians and the u.s think the U- that ethan did it so that's why they're on the run. Renner questions Ethan's Much like Ethan's logic. Paul McCartney and Wings, they are a band on the run. They are. This, I had a good... Uh, and then I just have a note that they just completely upped the fucking game with this one. And I have that same note in each one. I had a good quote for about this part. It's a Alec Baldwin. He goes, set your watch. This is Ethan Hunt's last day as a free man. And then I put, cut to six months later, he's still a free <laughs> yeah. man. Wait, uh-huh. Eat a dick, Alec. <laughs> is Alec Baldwin in this one? Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, he's, like, he's in the, the CIA guy. Oh, he's CIA he's in this six, one. He becomes yeah. the secretary in Spoiler. Um, next Spoiler. one, I think. <laughs> Maybe he becomes the secretary in five. All, All right, right, so now they go to Dubai. Yes, and the bad guy's name is Kurt Hendricks, which is the most generic name Hendricks. convention for... Any bad guy ever. But, I mean, when your hero's called Who's Ethan Hunt. So. Wistrom? Isn't that the next one? Oh, Wistrom is the associate of Hendrix. Okay. So he's the one who goes into... But it turns out to just be him in a mask. I yes. Think, at some point, yeah. Um, um, there's, a, there's a scene where Benji says... They're, like, throwing out ideas of what to do because... This is a very cool scene. So we're just going to cut ahead. They're in... Dubai. They're in Dubai. And Benji goes, I'm just spitballing. It's not all going to be gold. And I thought that was an amazing line. But they do this really cool sequence before we get to the big the big sequence of the movie. That they are setting up an exchange where uh, Benji's going to wear a mask. Or somebody's going to wear a mask. Benji's not in a mask. Benji is the room service guy. Yeah, Benji's the room service guy. Oh, well, they were cool going to guys. wear masks. And they were going to... And basically... The mask machine breaks. The mask was going to be Kurt Hendricks. And then... Uh, Agent Card, 
the Car- mas- her, I the think mask her machine breaks in this one too. Yeah, because that was a big thing of six is that the mask machine breaks. So he's like, "Fuck it, I'll just go as me." Yep. Yeah, so but it actually breaks and like it Fucking goes lazy everywhere. writing, man. No, it's good writing because it it's lazy then, writing to they, just they, do they do the mask. they do the same they do the same bit twice though yeah. in four and six where they're just like we have to hope that they've never met in person. Yes. Again, that's what I mean. These movies are while they're great on their own. Yeah. They do a lot of the same stuff in each movie. Clearly, there's a mask but it's like, in every movie. It's true. It's I true. feel like it's also like acceptable because it's like okay, this one they do it, it works. So why wouldn't Ethan Hunt yeah, go back to the same bag? Okay, I tried this plot, once and yeah. it worked. So why not do yeah. it again? So they, so they, they were going to wear the mask to make these two people think that they met without actually having to meet, and they have this really cool contact lens that goes in Jeremy Renner's eye. That can he make can copies. make copies of a piece of paper and it would print into the other briefcase that's in the other room. So they give him the fake nuclear codes and to then keep the diamonds as well that the assassin wanted. So it was going to be a really good uh, trick. And then they were changing the room numbers with this machine that I thought was very cool. However, things don't go according to plan. And they the have same, to... That same contact was what gave them up. Yes, so they she recognized the, the contact. contact yeah. However... To get to be able to do this, they needed to hack the mainframe. Gotta get to the server room. They gotta get to the server room. Hack the mainframe. And there's only one thing that can happen. Thank God Benji grabbed the suction cup gloves from their cool James Bond hideaway because Tom's cruise scales a building. Now we're rock climbing, folks. So, filming the skyscraper scene. Cruise was attached to a harness that was fixed to a strategic point on the building, which required special permits for them to drill into the floors and walls and allowed them to break about 35 windows on the actual building in Dubai. They wanted to use a stuntman, but of of course, Tom Cruise resisted. TC, baby. Cruise also helped convince the the building owners to allow them to do this. So they're like, hey, we're going to come in and fuck up your entire building. What do you think he says to these people? He probably Remember just, when he couldn't do the, the airplane scene, and then like yeah, and then they can he convinced them that they could, or the train scene, or whatever one from the first three that they were like, yeah, yeah. they're not doing oh, this. The first he, one. He goes, "I'm a very high Scientologist," and then yeah. they have their people go threaten their family, yeah. and then they go, "Okay, yeah, all those right, crazy right, people that we looked he pro- up last honestly, time. he probably just goes, "This is gonna look really cool." Now, if we did a fake one, it wouldn't look as cool, and we know that that's your building. That's your building. You're allowing... Nobody's going to Dubai to be like, oh, this is the building from Ghost Protocol. <laughs> so this is the most... This is the highest uh, tourism spot in... Fuck! <laughs> 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 no, I'm just, I'm just kidding. I'm just <laughs> so the, Everyone's going to Dubai to be like, oh, that's the building from yeah, Ghost Protocol. Yeah, if you, if you uh, like search that location on Instagram, it's all Tom Cruise like was here and so was I <laughs> on that building. No, but um, the initial plan was to film on a studio lot, but Cruise refused and said, I really want to climb that building. So he was granted permission from the studio to film for one day on the building, and the rest was going to be on a lot. Fucking <laughs> maniac. However, that quickly changed. After the first day, Cruz said, we are filming the entire scene on this real building. So he just decided, we're filming the entire thing here. And it was complicated to shoot for a few reasons. So the harness had to be so tight that it actually cut off circulation in his lower body. The sequence was filmed on IMAX camera, so they would have to change the film frequently because IMAX film is so thick and you can only do a certain amount of, like, run, I don't want, I'm going to say runtime on a roll of IMAX cameras. So they had to constantly change that. 
They would then have to fly the footage back to L.A., where it could be developed over a few days. So Bird could, Brad Bird couldn't check the shot in the camera. So they like had to kind of know, like really know if this was a good take, they were good. If not, they were good. But they were still going to have to wait to actually see the film get developed. And the helicopter they used to film the scenes could only film for 30 minutes a day. So. What? Yeah. So they could only film this sequence what, for 30. Like permits and stuff? Like they yeah. would only let them be up there? I think with the helicopter, like the altitude maybe. Um, probably we're trying to run a building. There's probably, yeah, yeah, there's, there's that probably too. laws with how close you can get to yep. buildings and when. So getting crews ready for the for the scene, the, the film team created a wall of glass to simulate the building to get himself familiarized with the environment and the discomfort of the harness. They even used artificial lights to heat up the glass to simulate the actual building temperatures that he would be experiencing at that height. So... Then there's also the part where he needs to get back into the building. So he crawls up, does what he needs to do, smash and needs place. to get back out. And he's got to come out the same way he went in. And so he's like, he's realizing he's running out of time. So he's just like, F it, and just kind of free falls. So the scene oh, where... Oh, you're talking about when he's coming back into the actual... Into the building. the server. So the scene... So the server room, he just smashes He just his smashes way his way in, yeah. So the scene where he actually free falls, so it's like he kind of like runs down the building yeah. a little bit. Um, was the most nerve-wracking day. He dropped about 40 feet from 1,700 feet off the ground. The building is actually 2,722 2, feet tall. So then he said, when the thing everyone was thinking was actually voiced, which is, what if the cable snaps? Cruz responded with, that's not an option. So if it... Oh man, look at him, he's like Captain America. Yeah, exactly. He's like being like Ethan Hunt. So it's so an option. It could snap. You could die. 100%. Not according to Yahweh or the Zimbabwe or whatever. <laughs> Yahweh is God and oh, yeah, that yeah. one's offensive. We um, can make fun of Scientology. That's what Yahweh's I meant in, to say. Yahweh's in the Old Testament, I think. So that's going to piss off a lot of people. <laughs> so there was the fall, then there was the landing. So then there's this scene where he is like basically he's out of cable and he needs to cut the harness and jump to the building. So the scene where he swings and unclips is filmed on the studio lot, but the scene where he falls out of the window because like he lands and then they kind of got to grab him as he falls um, was actually shot on out of the building. And Renner grabs him like that whole scene. So Renner like reached out of the, the real building. Yep. If I'm trying to run, I'm like, fuck off. They said, uh, don't bring me into your nonsense. <laughs> so what I read was Renner and Patton, who, who play uh, Agent Carter, I think yeah. her name is, they were on cables, but Tom Cruise wasn't. So I don't know how any of that... Sh- if that he sh- has to be on a cable. Exactly. Because I don't know how that happens, but what um, the head of the stunts... That's what the head of the stunt said in an interview with Yahoo. Um, that's got to be some, P- some PR stuff. I don't There's know if no it's way. like maybe he was like on a cable attached to their arms, but like in terms of he wasn't in like a harness. So like if, if something happened, like he would fall. That's what they said. And I find that one makes the stunt even cooler, but also what the fuck is going on on these sets? Yeah, how is that... How did their 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 union allow that? I don't know. What if this was well, the movie Tom, where Tom Cruise and Jeremy Renner both fell to their deaths? <laughs> Agent Carter just has uh, survivor's guilt. He's such he's such a lunatic. Shardy has that man. Yeah. That's alone. true. That's true. And one final fun fact: Tom Cruise can apparently run seventeen and a half miles per hour. I've seen it in the movie. Yeah, he he's does clearly booking it. So that's the big scene. That's the most jaw dropping scene I think in mm. the film. That's the one you're like, ah, ah. fuck, this is cool. Yes, to an extent. So they very stressful. Yeah, jaw dropping scene for sure. They, 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 the, the exchange gets botched a little bit. Mm-hmm. 
Then you have this chase scene in the sandstorm. And the high this is about high knees versus sandstorm. Yeah. And the, and that chase is cool. Excessive. Goes on a little bit too long. Yeah. I didn't need that much of this like I just had a I've never been to Dubai. So th- is that like a frequent event that they have these wild I would storms? assume it's it's probably more frequent than you think. Like they but build that not up for like frequent. a half hour. Like, oh man, look at that. Yeah, but then but don't just... worry about it. <laughs> like, oh, I think I should worry about it. <laughs> but then that makes the goggles even more convenient because now he has goggles from climbing. He still has on him where he takes them yes, off and puts them in a suit it jacket. Is, it is convenient. But then the bitch gets kicked out the window. Yeah, so they they kill the, the assassin. assassin girl. Yeah, she gets her revenge for Jane. Jane kills her because. Mm-hmm. It's all she could do. It was a fight to the death. But they don't agree. And then there's a dissension among the group. Yes, naturally. But I will say, a lot of cool stuff to say about Ethan, but he inconveniences people the most in this movie. He's stealing clothes. He's stealing cars. He steals so much stuff. I'd say, I'd argue that this is one of the ones where he's also being the most ridiculous as far as like forcing them to do things that everybody's like i don't think this this is a good idea including the whole like hey we're gonna do this without a mask situation that leads to all the stuff and his line there which is in one of those those mission impossible writers never fail i think mission impossible three humpty dumpty sat on a wall oh there's another one ethan no not that bad ethan hits us with the line Failure to a terrorist is just a rehearsal for success. <laughs> I remember that line. Because I, I, I would watch it. And I, you know what I went? Yeah. I, I kind of like that that's line. motivational. <laughs> it yeah. is, yeah. If you drop, I if, say that if you me. take terrorist out of that, yeah. that's on a poster with a, with a cat, cat hanging it, from yeah. a clothesline. Put terrorist in there. It's only, that's the only situation so no matter where failure what, is a rehearsal for success. No, only for terrorists. No matter what, they succeed. Failure is succeeding. Still. Yeah, but couldn't I say that to like a basketball player? Hey man, failure's just a rehearsal hey, coach, for success. It was out on me. Yeah. <laughs> oh wow. Nick Nick Honesty. Told, yeah, Nick told me that it's happened. the championship game. Yeah. Hey, we won, man. We won. Mm-hmm. I don't I play by the rules. Yeah. I'm by the book. We I won. Would it just too. took another twenty five minutes yeah. playing fucking trivia. So pong. the one thing that we left off our last episode with was like is Julia in these movies going forward? Because obviously in three he gets married. So I did write that like uh so one of my notes early on is kind of just brushed aside the whole marriage thing. Yes. But they don't. They don't, but they do. Like they do for the, the, the large amount of this film. So they thread the needle and they lead you to believe that Julia is dead. Yes. And, and we find Renner is responsible. Well, they, they, they lead you to, they lead you to believe that she's dead for a while. Mm-hmm. She's just dead. Ethan hunts in jail because he killed the people who the killed people her. The people who killed her. And it was all... And then we find out that Bomb Drop, Jeremy Renner, was the one who was watching. He was supposed to be protecting, and he should have said something to Ethan. In his head. Yeah, he, he should have fought... warned Ethan Hunt that these people were coming. Yep, and he went and followed Ethan instead of staying at home. And they came back, and she was dead. So this is this bomb gets dropped, and Ethan... Not only dead, they said... Like, uh, ravaged? They say, like... What what was left of her that we found? Yes, or something. It's and like they got couldn't fucked up. Yes, D E D dead. The capital D. This is all while they're like, we don't have the codes. Mm-hmm. We fucked up. They're gonna get a satellite. They're gonna blow the world up. 
Yeah, yeah Jeremy Renner goes, now it's time for me Ethan, to talk about yeah, me. Let's talk about some feelings. Hey, look, I know there's a lot going on, mm-hmm. but there's some stuff that's really been weighing on me as well. <laughs> I need to get it off yeah. my, my legs. I want to call my therapist, but I can't do that right now because of the obvious Dubai situation. So and I'd he like said, to tell you. He said, I tried to clear my head while shoveling some snow. <laughs> and... I just it didn't work. It didn't go plowing, as plowing some snow. Yeah, yeah. I know. <laughs> he, I realized what the joke was. So then, now that they're out of Dubai, they know what they got to do, and they need to get in touch with an arms dealer to get the nuclear codes to kind of set this whole thing up. And that's when we bring back the person he broke out of jail, gets him in contact with his arms dealer, and the arms dealer makes a call to. Another who it's Ethan Hunt, the guy who broke out of prison. He calls uh I have the name, the fog. Yeah. And that's so then that's who Ethan goes and sees while the rest of them are in this hut and, and they go, Hey, you gotta go to India. Yeah. And they go to and an Indian get, Tony Stark's party. And that guy rocks. That guy does that rock. Guy he's fucking awesome. rocks. He's a super creep, but he rocks. My note for this party, because what's the game plan at the party? Use your hot agent to seduce this man and get mm-hmm. the information. Jane, va va boom. She busts out in a dress. Uh huh. Oh boy. And of course, I thought that the the I don't I, even remember the girl's name anymore. The girl from three. She got out of the like, the nice Ferrari or whatever. Oh yeah. When yeah, they yeah. were going and trying to uh, mess with Philip Seymour Hoffman, like the they, hot she agent, spilled yeah. the yeah. yeah. Now now, <sighs> oh boy. Oh boy. I bust out. I was busting in my seams too, boys. Um, so he, Tom Cruise, finds a way to kiss the hot agent. Uh, yeah, he to did make, that. To make the Indian man uh, jealous. So I, I found out that that was not in the script. It wasn't. No, I just made that up. I was, like, I was like, I was. I feel like I was gonna make that joke too. Um, so just Tom Cruise is just a hornball on set, so he's like, ah, oh, give me yeah, something Yeah, so they need to get into this guy's God server, do it for me, so. right? They need to get into this guy's server? Is that what it is? He's is, that got, a, is that a euphemism? Yes. He wants to get into her yeah. server. Now, they need him to... Because they uh, need to disconnect the satellites. They, they need to get the override code off of him. Off of that him, that he it. has. The, the, the rest of them are like in the room, yeah. waiting for her to get the override code. And she basically just like strong arms him, which makes it hotter. Yes. Like, yeah, and yeah. he's like all into he's it. Like, I'm and it's in. very funny. But then while this is going on, Jeremy Renner is in a um Michelle Kwan style dress. Like outfit. He's in like a very like figure skater outfit because it's like magnetized. He's in the fan, like he's yeah. in the, the magnet thing. There's a fan he's gotta go through. It's it's heated because it's a server room. Yeah. He's gotta trust Benji, which he doesn't really trust. To to catch him on this I, to be fair, I don't think I would catch no, it either. And he's just like, it's no big it's deal. It's basically talking about recycling stuff. It's basically the repelling scene from Mission Impossible 1. Yes. Only using magnets instead of a line. Where like he's like floating on air in this room trying to get to the server. Yeah. And then... It leads to a... Big chase scene. Big chase scene. Big finale. There's a, there's a cool scene where... Ethan Hunt is fighting in a... Uh, Oh, so they go. He's he's fighting in a Carvana the car garage. Yeah, and uh, I I let out, so they have the nuclear codes in this thing, and he's just got to deactivate it in natural Mission Impossible fashion. He gets to it with like two point two yeah. seconds left, and they deactivate it, and it hits some tall building in like Seattle, and then goes into the water, and they save the day. But to get to the ground, 
because the, the briefcase drops to the ground. He literally drives a fucking car. Yeah, he should be off. dead. He should, he be, should dead. be dead. He just buckles I, if up. If I'm not mistaken, it was either BMW or Mercedes. I'm because I remember, yes, like, it was a B. I think it was a BMW. Noting yeah. that, you look like, up their five star rating. Great airbags, right? That's a car you want to you want to buy. That's a trend that is going to happen in every film from here on out. Yes, there are so many car accidents that he just walks away from. Yeah, and he's like, he's got like a slight bruise. Like this car drops four stories straight, straight down, head ground. first. I'm pretty sure the airbags don't he even go gone, off. Boom into the steering wheel, dead brains on the on the windshield. Yeah, but instead he gets out. He stops the, the code. And you oh, know, yeah. It's not even like he drove it off to no, destroy. Yeah. No, he had to get out and of the car to deactivate the bomb. You know what he says when he does that? Mission accomplished. <laughs> yes, he does. He says it out loud to himself. <laughs> the only way it could have been better is if he said impossible mission accomplished. I would agree. And then that comes back because at the end of the movie, we get a Luther appearance and he clowns him for saying... Mission accomplished. Oh, yeah, did you really say mission accomplished or whatever? Yeah, what he's, and he's like laughing at him. So they have this like that. This scene at the table is big mm-hmm. because Jeremy Renner basically like admits his fault, and Tom Cruise says he knew. Yeah, that Jeremy Renner was there. So now he's good, and he's like, "I'm out. I can't do this anymore." And Tom Cruise like, "Take the phone." <laughs> Gives him all a phone, like he's like a like a, the Bachelor, and yeah. instead of roses, it's, it's like, like a phone. cell phone. Yeah. yeah. So Benji's in. Yes. Jane is in. And Jeremy and Jeremy. what's his name? Well, Brant. William like. Brant. William Brant's like I can't be. And in they this set up. He's got like the guilt because he's responsible for Jane's or John Jane. Uh, and Tom Cruise is like you're good. What's his wife's name? Why can't I remember his wife's Julia. name? Julia. Julia is uh, pr- murder, and Tom Cruise is like you, you, I, you're, I know, I knew it all. And right? they cut to and then they cut to Julia, and she's alive, and she's with a dude. She's with a coworker. Yeah, but it looks like Ethan Hunt's getting cucked. Like he's like watching her be with people. Mm-hmm. You should Face see him. forward. They, they cut he him. He is <laughs> getting cucked. Yeah, they very much implied that he was yeah. giving it to her. All right, so that is Mission Impossible goes protocol. Before we move on, we Ethan Hunt before he walks away, he like accepts the mission and talks about the syndicate going to set up the next movie, which is a good ending because yeah, it's like all right yeah you're still in the works he gets up from this table where they were just like having drinks or whatever and he has the douchiest like toss of money onto a table uh, yeah, that i think i've seen in any movie it's like crumbled watched. up he, he like unfolds it and like turns over his shoulder and just like tosses it behind him uh-huh. he's like oh like i oh there's a bill no problem <laughs> and like just throws the money on the table actually the alternative ending was him Running away from the, Dang. he didn't pay it. <laughs> That's more likely. Yeah. The fact that he wasn't moving quickly or dangerously <laughs> didn't even seem like Ethan Hunt. So he's honest. fine. This is like the next day after all this shit goes down, and his face he looks fine. Yeah, after Does that, look like he just after he ran a car off of a. My building? only complaint about the movie is that the car. Yeah, it's gonna happen it's, again and again. And again. So that's Ghost Protocol. I think it's a great movie. I gave it four and a half out of five. This one, I really liked it. I think it really helps really helps bring Mission Impossible. Chains are quitting from a haunted house right now. I don't know <laughs> if that popped up on the mic or not. I hope it did. Because either way, that pause is staying in there. But uh, this really brings it up it brings it up an ante, I think, and, and really brings the Mission Impossible franchise to the twenty first century and to like the blockbusters that we come to expect. And um, yeah, I thought this was great and this is what I kept saying all along was that they just get better. Up, so, in, up until now, it kind of felt a little bit like homework. Yeah. 
And then I got to this one, and I was like, all right, I'm genuinely excited to watch five and six. Yeah, I was you waiting to see, because if you didn't like four, then I was, I probably six just would especially, because I was looking forward to Henry the problem I just would have put all the emergency The problem, break six like, felt like homework, but it was because of the circumstances under which I watched it, which I think I told you. It, it was, was just, I had to break it up over a day yeah. where I had a bunch of stuff to do, so it was like. So out of five stars, what do you give this one? I'd give it. And I'm grading on the high. Are we going halves it, or like You the, could do, yeah, I, I gave it four and a half, but I'm I think saying, I graded like a little high. stars and halves, nothing yep, in between Yep, up to that. five. I would do maybe four. Yeah. I don't think it's three and a half. Four might be pushing it. This is the letterbox, the letterbox scoring. About, which, about four. Which I want to shout out to your brother. My brother's big letterbox guy, So, right? yeah, so, so I follow him and... Um, I saw that he's watching them, and I was like, I didn't think anything of it. Like, watching I the Mission at, Impossible. So he's watching these as we go. I literally saw my brother two days ago. He didn't say <laughs> anything about this to me. So he logged it. We have the weirdest relationship in the world. I feel like I know more about him, like, but not from talking about, like, just seeing, like, seeing the shit that I see. So uh, yeah, a couple days ago he watched Rogue Nation and. I think like a week prior he watched this one. Like you'd think, knowing that I'm recording these episodes, after he watched these movies, he'd like shoot me a text and be like, hey, I watched Ghost Protocol. Hey man, he's just... What'd you think? He's just a normal guy. He's a normal listener. I I know. They don't reach out. He's he's a normal listener with like a connection. (laughs) He does. And the fact that like we both uh, like came out of the same womb a year apart. Like... (laughs) Well, I thought it was interesting because I was like, "Oh, it's cool. He's watching them." What did he give it? He gave he gave it a f- I think he gave it four. Um, he's had my brother on already. I mean, he's, he wants to be me. Clearly, <laughs> just let him be the, the he, co-host. He gave it four and said, "Wonder if Tom Cruise, Bad Bird, and the screenplay writers Josh Applebaum and Andre Nemec saw Sex in the City two and thought, let's do that." I haven't, seen, I haven't seen Sex and City 2. My brother clearly has. Uh, so TV, enough to like reference yeah. it. Is Sex and City 2 a heist movie? I guess. I don't <laughs> a know. A heist for somebody's sex and, panties. Uh, sex in the City 2 ends when uh, Carrie drives a car off of a building. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot. Yeah. But that's not what caught my eye. You can tag things. And he put a tag at the end of his thing that just said Recordiac. So that's what I was like. Oh, fuck. He's watching it for, he's watching it for the podcast. Like I didn't even, It didn't oh, even oh, click. Oh, man. Starting trends. So he, well, he watches Brian. that for the podcast, but not Game of Thrones. Brian. Yeah, he probably watches. No, just listen to it. He won't <laughs> watch them. All right. So before we get to that, Shane, spin the wheel. Before we get to the next Mission Impossible movie, your impossible mission is. Rip. This thing's real greased up right now. It's it's flying. It could get tightened a little bit. I think it's gonna go for a while. <laughs> Oh no. Ten? What's that? Why is that oh no? <laughs> Sour milk. Ten is milk. <laughs> Ten is straight up milk. So you can do a large glass and be done with it, or you can have a smaller glass and then have do you to have respin. Cookies? Yeah, can I dunk an Oreo in there? I don't have Oreo. Oh, I think we do have Oreos. You, you always have Oreos. Alright, we're gonna do <laughs> but a I small... don't eat I don't eat Oreos by We're gonna do does. a small glass of milk with some Not, Oreos. Nothing wrong with Oreos. Just lands on ten again. I'm gonna Are you gonna do an impossible outside. one too or no? Yeah. Okay. And I think we should all do one together at the end. Spin it. As long as it's not tequila, because that's what I'll be trying to <laughs> I was like, boy, I hope he doesn't. So I hope you get nine now. I'm adjusting the wheel now. Or five. I hope you get five. No. Go. No, I'm not making it be ten again. All right. What's three? Three is melon liqueur. So you get to do <laughs> no, a shot. Melon of- liqueur. <laughs> just, just what you drew up at the bar. 
I fucking hate Mel and Lacour. <laughs> you say that as if you like frequent Mel and Lacour. Oh man. Whenever anybody orders Mel and Lacour, I'm like, no. No, because you you know we go to On the Border a lot, and uh, they do okay. like they do like the Margarita of the Month, okay. and they love Midori for some reason, and I you, can't stand you it. You talk about Mel and Lacour the way I talk about Fireball. I hate Fireball equally as well. Oh, melon liqueur. Fireball's awful. See, now I don't know, do I do milk first and then melon liqueur or melon liqueur and then milk? I I would get melon liqueur. I think you car bomb it. (laughs) (laughs) You drop that shot of melon liqueur right in that milk, you take that chug, man. Fuck. It's like strawberry milk, only it's a melon, not a berry. (laughs) God damn it. Man, that shot of tequila is sick now. I'm more worried about you driving home now because you're going to have to yak halfway down the turnpike. <laughs> All right. While we killed that air, favorite scene in four. Was it the skyscraper? Probably, yeah. I like that scene a lot. The whole time he's the whole time he's climbing, I'm like, there's no way one of his gloves is going to malfunction. <laughs> yeah. It was ridiculous. I also really liked Benji with the fake hand, though. I know that that was like just you know, not dude, a big deal. We have to finish that. Benji with the fake hand was ridiculous. He just had a fake hand on his tummy the whole time. He's like, it was like the shittiest. I forgot about yeah, that. It's a Benji when he was in like costume. He had like a mannequin. The diamonds. He had like a mannequin. He's like, because when he's putting it on, you're like, what is? You're like, what is he doing? Like, what is that? Like, he was like blowing it up. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's that's probably the best. Real scene. quick, he was just like, oh, and like dump them out real quick. <laughs> so what are you gonna do? Are you gonna car bomb that? You <laughs> can't car bomb. Car bomb. I think I, I need to. I would do shot. <sighs> I would need a sip of beer. Take the melon, Oreo yeah, milk. then do some beer. Oreo Fuck. first, then chug the milk. I want to smell it. You should have like just done a, a full glass smell of milk, first. man. Shane, this is, you don't have to accept it. A full glass of milk and some cookies would have been so good right now. Yeah, why'd you do this? Because I'm an idiot. Hey man, it's an impossible mission. IMF. 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 Smells like cold medicine. No, it doesn't. Yes, it does. Smells like melon. It smells like fucking Robitussin. Dude, just take it. Stop smelling it. Drop it down your. Smells like mouthwash. Down the hatch. Full Ethan. Remember when? Remember when Nick came on the podcast and declared himself Ving Rhames? That's why that guy didn't make it to the second (laughs) half. I know he's listening right now. Yeah. Shout out, Nick. Love you, buddy. You're no Ving Rames. You're like Alec Baldwin at best. (laughs) I do like Baldwin. He's good in these movies. Yeah. All right. So, Mission Impossible Rogue Nation. With the IMF now disbanded and Ethan Hunt out in the cold, a new threat called the Syndicate soon emerges. The Syndicate is a network of highly skilled operatives who are dedicated to establishing a new world order via an escalating series of terrorist attacks. Faced with what may be the most impossible mission yet, Ethan gathers his team and joins forces with Ilsa Faust, played by Rebecca Ferguson, a disavowed British agent who may or may not be a member of this deadly rogue nation. Yeah. yeah. Name job. Point, 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 point. Released July 31st, 2015, a whopping six years after the first one. Um, or after the fourth one, sorry. It was six uh, years in between? Yeah, because that was 2009, right? That's what I said. Ghost Protocol was released. Oh no, two, sorry, I I apologized. 2011. Four. So four it was four years. years. About right. You figured two years probably to get the script. Yeah. A year to film. Another year to get the stunts together. So the movie wasn't greenlit until August two, 2013. So even though that they were developing it for all that long. So, but this one. have this? I'm curious, and you. I mean, I'm sure we'll get to it. Do you have the same type of information for six? 
Because I'm curious how quick that turnaround was, because they're like basically directly related. Yes, I do. Okay, because six is essentially. I mean, three. That's the, th- the other thing. So, One, two, three felt like three movies. So three, four, five felt like a series. If yeah, that makes sense. Sure. So this four, one five, six. Hey, I don't know what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah I know. Yeah, what one, you two, three, four, five, six. Sorry. So this... I'm too busy watching you dip Oreos and this... trying to watch, trying to listen to RP pronounce operative for the first time. <laughs> <laughs> so this one was released July 31st, 2015. The sixth one was greenlit July 28th of 2015. So it's so like three right, days yeah, okay, before yeah. he, he confirmed that the six was in development. Like we're doing this. So this one was directed by Christopher McQuarrie. Uh, he previously had directed Tom Cruise's Jack Reacher, um, and also written by McQuarrie. Don't like Jack Reacher. Don't like Minority Report. I forgot there's Tom Cruise's movies. I don't. Minority like. Report's Steven Spielberg too. Just don't. I don't like a lot about that though. It's not just Tom Cruise that I don't like in that movie. Go ahead, as you were. Uh, critical ninety four percent, audience eighty seven percent. Critics saying Mission Impossible: Rogue Nation continues the franchise's thrilling resurgence and proves that Tom Cruise. Remains an action star without equal. Gross six hundred eighty. Oh, got him. Gross six hundred eighty-two point seven million dollars on a budget of one hundred fifty million, which is less than five. So four. So five made less than four. Uh, it was greenlit in August of twenty thirteen, um, and filming took a brief pause near the end, so Macquarie and Cruz could rework the ending. So whatever the original. Whatever the ending we see in this film isn't the original ending. So, But I like the ending of this one, so I guess it worked out. Um, and it was originally supposed to be released in Christmas 2015, but they moved it back to summer to avoid releasing with James Bond's you know, Spectre and The Force Awakens. Kind of a situation they're running into this summer with Dead Reckoning. Um, so the marketing, they spent $42 million dollars. Uh, to market this film, which is relatively low. Usually you see about 100 to 150 million spent on marketing nowadays. Box office, it did well. I'm not going to go into all the all the details of it. But uh, this movie opens up with the airplane scene. That's kind of like, I don't remember if that's like the right away, but it feels... It, no, it's right because Ethan's not there yet. It's Benji in the field. Yes. And, and they, like, they call in like, hey, Ethan, where are you at? And he's like, I'm, I'm on the airplane. Or I like... He starts yelling at Benji to open the door. He opens yeah, and he's just door. like, open the door! Yeah. Um, they need to get on the airplane. I forget even what's on the airplane, to it's, be honest. Uh, the, whatever the payload is. Like, they gotta yeah, get they, the he payload. Lets the, it might be just nuclear warheads or something like yeah, that. Yeah, uh, naturally. Yeah. So, also, on that airplane, I know you're going to go into the details about the scene. Alexi from Stranger Things. Yep. He's the he's, one, he's, he's on like, the airplane. He's just like a minion. Like a random, like... Uh, I don't know what's the what's He's the just word a Russian for that? Bad a henchman, yeah, henchman. bad henchman on the plane. I was like, ooh, yeah. Point at the screen again. Big, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm really. Me living. and Audrey did. Audrey was like, "That's Alexi." Yeah, and I was like, "Yeah, I'm I'm I was living once upon a time in Hollywood when I watch <laughs> these movies." So the filming of the airplane scene is is one of the two big scenes from from Rogue Nation. So the scene wasn't originally in the script. McQuarrie came up with the idea of Cruz hanging from an airplane and was like. We're doing that. Cruz must have loved that. Yeah, he was the like, director this is why com- he's like yeah. his, his partner The now. director comes up and he's like, hey, man, <laughs> what if we just hung you off the side of an airplane? And he's Fuck, like, why not think of that? <laughs> and then he quits and gets him fired. Yeah. Um, Cruz insisted on doing it with no stuntmen and no green screen. So McQuarrie and Wade Eastwood, who's the stunt coordinator, shot eight different takes of the airplane at 5,000 feet. At a, and it took off at a slightly harder angle than a traditional cargo plane 
would take off at the right shot. So to get the right shot, that they, they, the my God. So Bob just opened a beer and Shane handed him his milk glass oh, yeah. to fill it up. <laughs> so going at 260 miles per hour, Cruz was latched into a harness that was connected to the interior of the plane with bolts and wires. And then that was only CG. That was the only CGI needed on the scene was to edit out all that. He's, like the, the he's harness. He's legitimately a crazy person. It's pretty nuts. Like I, I love his commitment to to being an action star, but like he's he's insane. Yes, he is insane. What what goes through your head that you think you want to hang outside of a fucking airplane? The fact that it works. That's it's ridiculous. The thing. And then Cruz had to wear special contact lenses to protect his eyes from the wind and potential debris. So that is what that's like the only like the behind the scenes on the airplane scene. Even though Bob was saying that, you know that. We were talking before we were recording, and like that was the one thing in the marketing where we saw like kind of a behind the scenes look was always about that scene, like because that's the, and that was even used as just the poster. Like they really marketed yeah, the they, shit they out of that. They used that to push the movie. Yeah, like look how crazy our stunts are. You want to see this? So that's the opening scene, a way to kick off a movie. Probably if you really want to show a guy, you do this, and you don't do the rock climbing scene. Like he, what did he say? What did he say? It would have been better with one biscuit, though. It would have been. <laughs> Um, so here, do you think that that is why their marketing was so much lower? Because, because they were instead of like, cre- I mean, I'm sure they still had trailers as well, but like their big trailer was just him footage of them filming a scene. Like, yeah, they didn't have to create trailers. And I remember trailers every time. Out. I don't every, know how that works. Every time like, we'd go to the movies, it would, we would it see a trailer scene. of him hanging yeah. out the scene, and it was just like that one. He was just kind of strapped into the side of the airplane. Like I remember that vividly. Yeah, yeah. And what year was this? 2015. So this is when I worked at the so what, movie. So okay. I remember trying to figure out like what we would have been seeing. I remember that poster because you. This was when I worked when I switched to Franklin Mills. And do you remember More like that poser Tom Cruise is not really an action star. Huh? You remember how they used they had them. Well, I mean, some movie theaters do it, but this at the time this theater was showing the poster of the movie like outside the theater. Like there's a theater up by me that has movie posters all over. So the first time I went there, I was like, why is there a poster for? I don't know. Let's just say Mario when I paid to see Black Panther. Yeah. Like, you know, but they, Franklin Mills used to do, that's the theater. You knew which theater you were going into because it had, I remember that. It had the poster. So that was the poster I always saw was Tom Cruise hanging on the side. Yeah. And then that movie was just constantly playing that summer. So I was like, who cares about this movie? I never want to see this movie. Cut to. We're doing a podcast. We're doing a podcast about this movie. Which if it wasn't for COVID, I don't know if I ever would have saw these movies. The plane scene is ridiculous. It's not as. It's not the most intense scene in this movie by no, any means. By, this, no. this of all the movies was like the one that gave me anxiety on multiple occasions. Um, six did, for me. Uh, well, I mean, I gotta look at six again, but five for sure. It's cool. Yes, but it's like okay, and that's done. Do yeah. you know what I mean? It's just. Well, I think also because of what I've seen like already. So you guys are going through it like one perspective. Like for me, it's You'd like, what I know later. what he does yeah. later. I know what he does in other movies. And I'm like, this is kind of insane, but it's like not that impressive. Like, I don't want to say it's not that impressive because it is. It's impressive. Even if he's, it takes balls to go up there and do all the stuff that he does. But to me, climbing the Dubai thing, like the, the building was scared. Yeah. Though, I mean, but you're going so fast to it. Like, you're out, you're fully out of control, at least with the harness. Like, there's a set, there's a crew. Like, it's really just him on there, and they're doing that takeoff. So, it isn't crazy. It's very impressive. And I, I appreciate as a film fan that not only they did it, but that it was Cruz doing it. I think that's very, but putting stunt guys out of work. So, not cool. Just for his ego. 
So that's the big scene. They get the payload out and then it it cuts to the music. I don't remember. No, because the music comes up next. So this is the coolest, I think, of all the movies, the coolest reveal of the mission. So he goes to the record store. and Dude, he, the girl at the record store, my note is, the girl at the shop is a bait. Mm-hmm. And then dot, 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 she's dead. Yes. <laughs> so the record plays and and it reveals the mission to him. It's like a projector. And it's basically he's set up because it's a it's a mission from the syndicate, right? Yeah, it's the syndicate. He looks out the the, the little like window listening box. room that he's in. The door's locked. Uh, and the Solomon smoke. Lane is standing there. Yep. And he kills. Taps, taps the girl from the record store back of the head. Yeah. And smoke 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 screen. Yep. And then deuces Rogers, you know, and then they're all. And gone. so. This is rehashing Mission Impossible 2 because he's met his equal. This, the syndicate, Solomon Lane, is supposed to be Cruz's equal. I would argue that three. What did, is, that, that's, is that what they did? No, two, two was like two the is other the former agent. agent. Three is uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman. He's the equal where he's like always a step the, ahead. Yeah, but the, again, so repeating itself but doing it in a cooler way. And Solomon Lane becomes his equal for the next two movies where it's like, all right, this guy knows what he's doing. He's a step ahead of me. Before we even get there, we get the, the Bone Doctor. Yeah, so that – so this is what I want to get into. So this – it does – then I think the – because they the smoke fills up and then they, they – no, because they don't do the – they don't do the intro until he's running – until he escapes the Bone Doctor. Yeah. So we're in a long we're in a long series of events until the theme starts playing. Yes. So you're up to date. The IMF is shut down because of all these events, and uh, it's Jeremy Renner versus Alec Baldwin. Alec Baldwin's the head of the CIA, and he's saying we need to shut down the IMF. And they believe that he, the syndicate, is all a figment of Tom Cruise's imagination to justify all of his actions. So they think he needs to be shut down and he should be brought in. That's the plot of the movie. That's the IMF. They are a team of rogue agents on the run. And they're after Ethan Hunt once again. My early, so early, early prediction, Alec Baldwin is the bad guy. He's in the syndicate. I'm calling in now. Was very wrong. It was very wrong. I was yes. very wrong. Which, but, but Alec Baldwin, didn't, 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 didn't they lead you to believe that was right though? Not really. He was just such a dick, but he was a dick because he was like Ethan Hunt's rogue. Like mm-hmm. we, he's, 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 he's. Should we plan this out way too long ago? I'm, I'm, I'm mixing all these movies together. I should have waited till like this week to watch them. Nah. So this is we'll, where, we'll catch. This it back is up. before Alec Baldwin is the secretary. Shane, you know what? Alert. You're, he you're wants per- your perspective is for the listeners who haven't seen the movies. So that yeah, you, there you, go. <laughs> you know, he wants Hunt brought in, and because. Ethan, they they're blaming like the Kremlin and all this stuff. Yeah, yeah, even I though remember, he's I been, this. even though at the end of the last one they were like, okay, this was really oh, him. Wait, this wait, one, wait, wait. so this I, is I, the beginning where Alec Baldwin is like the guy who wants him brought in. So Grant is working for him. I'm now. thinking, I'm thinking of something that happens in six. Okay. So Shane, so this one, is, and for you listeners out there, the plot of this movie is that Ethan's been trying to push the syndicate narrative and telling them so, this, there's somebody running the syndicate group that is causing all these 
these issues when all these issues happen to be in situations it's Tom like Cruise the, is in, and they're like, "No, this is a figment of your imagination to justify the, also, your means." It's like means. the Kremlin, and then it's like the Malaysian airplane that fall, like that that like the syndicate is responsible for all these bad things. Yeah, that and they show you in the recap and then the in the message yeah. part, they show you everything. And so this is where um, he comes face to face in the in the beginning of the movie with Solomon Lane for the first time, and they kidnap him and they take him to the Bone Doctor. Which is Doctor. is basically just this guy who's going to they want to get information out of Ethan who's going to get it through pain and has this whole set of tools and this is where we meet um, Rebecca Ferguson's character Isla Faust who you don't know what the fuck's going on with her so they come into like attack and then Tom Cruise fucking in handcuffs shirtless shimmies up the pole. It's in it's which is fucking ridiculous. Oh, Audra there. said that this is just a movie for him to show off his parkour skills. Yeah, that that was her that was her note. She wanted me to add. Um, <laughs> Cut that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then she helps him get away, and he's like, "Who are you?" And she has a British accent, so he he's like, "Well, you're not an IMF agent, but like, who are you?" And she like won't tell him, and then he runs away and gets away, and that's the start of the theme, and that kind of kicks off. Um, the movie and we don't have to go we can kind of go broad a lot of these things are the same so we can kind of go broad strokes through the film uh we don't have to I'll go line by line stroke. please do i need i haven't been touched in weeks <laughs> nicely placed crack yeah so this is when alec baldwin says i hope ethan hunt enjoys his last days a free man and then it cuts to six months later and yeah. he's got a beard and i don't like it with a beard now so wait did it, is is it this movie did i write the quote down too early yeah. Dude, you're all over the place, man. But I wrote this note before I watched five, though. What's the quote? Set your watch. This is Ethan Hunt's last days of free man. No, yeah, that's Maybe you watch this one first. No, 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 no. You sure no, you don't weren't watching that. the temple? I'm just saying because they're, they're numbered. Were you watching the Oh, that's what I did. Did you put it under the wrong thing? I started taking notes for this movie, and I put four instead of five. Because I wrote MI4 twice. Okay. All right, we're I back. Just, I just fucked up. Yeah, so I said so, that quote. Yeah, too, I said that quote too soon. Alec Baldwin as like the bureaucrat in these the, the next two films. Solid. I'm a fan of it. Yeah. No, he's good. He's 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 great as an agent. You can tell that he's like. I'm not gonna make a joke. Actually, I take it back. Yeah, yeah just take it back. Yeah, yeah, people's yeah, lives back. were lost. I'm not gonna do it. All right. So Ethan's still on the run, and Benji is now working for the the CIA, and because the IMF is he's no like longer bored. around. And he's bored, bored, and they bring him in for... He has to do, like, lie detector tests all the time. time. Do you know where Ethan Hunt is? And then so he wins a trip to Rome for an opera. It's it's Vienna. No, Vienna. Vienna It's Opera House. It's kind of a famous place. (laughs) Yes, it is. I'm sorry. And he thinks he actually won, and then he gets a call. As soon as he he gets there. What a bonehead. I know. I know, because it's like like the most... Did he, like, try to win it? Like, that's what I wanted. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. In my head, I'm like, did you you try to get in? Did you enter a contest? Yeah. You're a bonehead. Did you just think, like... Vienna randomly selected you. Yeah. I've been waiting for my whole life yeah. for this moment. It's like um, publisher's clearinghouse. Like they show up at your door with a big check. <laughs> like is that what he thought? So Ethan needs his help. And it's to, his help to catch Solomon Lane, who's also going to be there to take out the prime minister of Vienna. That's what they're going after? Yeah, it's the chancellor, but sa- Austrian chancellor. Okay. Same difference. So they go to this opera house. Mm-hmm. And... And Rebecca Ferguson's there. She's a total fucking babe. Ilsa Faust. Ilsa Faust. Give, if you've seen yeah, Dune, she's in Dune. She's in Greatest Showman. Yeah. She's going to be around. She is a babe. Uh, that scene, that entire opera house scene, it's like chef's kiss as far as 
creating tension. Yeah. Because there's Benji, who's, like, lost, kind of, sometimes. Like, he doesn't know where people are, or he's confused because he hasn't been back in the field. He doesn't know what Ethan wants him to do. He's not even supposed to be there. They didn't know the Austrian Chancellor was going to be there. There's Ethan. Then there's Ilsa Faust. You don't know if she's good or bad yet. She's aiming at the Austrian Chancellor. Some random other dude in like the sound booth is aiming at the yeah. Austrian Chancellor. Ethan is just like fighting people in the rafters. It's like real quiet because the the concert is still being the opera is still being performed. I was very tense. Yeah, during this it scene. was such it a was good, good scene. Done. It was good. It was good done. And then it was. It was, it was talking now. <laughs> did it, it was good done. I hey, like it. Hey, hey, well, you can't fuck up a building once in a while. It was good done. They I like did. Tom Cruise. They Tom did Cruise this South movie Philly's good. Back. Yeah. Tom Cruise South Philly's back. Um, no, it is. And then the one who ends up shooting the prime minister is Tom, Tom Cruise, Cruise to him save him. And that's what happens. And then you're like, "What is Rebecca Ferguson doing here? Like, what's her what's her end game? Because she saves Benji. Like, you're it's gonna like, keep calling her Rebecca Ferguson as if that's her character's name. Because I can't. I keep forgetting Ilsa. Ilsa I just keep thinking just Ilsa. Say Elsa. Just say Elsa. It's frozen. I know. Um, so then she's they get gotten, away. So in this movie, uh, she's letting it go. And then in six, she goes into the unknown. She does go into the yeah. unknown. That's actually a great point. Um, but her deal is she works for the British intelligence. Shane didn't like that he liked that joke. <laughs> and she's <laughs> – that was actually really well done. I have to call it out. Um, so her whole deal is she's working for Solomon Lane, but she's undercover. So she was going to kill the, the prime minister to keep her cover as a as a British intelligence So she agent. was. So you're like, what's going on in here? In the Austrian scene after she let him go, she was a bad guy. Yes. And Tom Cruise kind of just – so Nixed it. there's a cool scene where Tom Cruise saves her and she's like, you need to let me go because like I'm undercover, long story yeah. short, blah, blah. So she just dives out of a car and is perfectly fine. She's got a couple. She's got more bruises than Tom Cruise did after crashing his car. From jumping out of a car onto like the cobblestone roads that she dove out of. They would be scrapes. Yes, they would. But yet car her, was, that car yet was her, moving yet too. her bare shoulder from her dress mm-hmm. when she goes into Solomon Lane's like office or hotel room or whatever. Fine. And she goes in and she goes, "If you don't trust me, then shoot me now." And he does this. She does this to him like three times, and he's just like, "No, I can see your 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 uh, potential." He was, yeah, Sol- he was just all horned up. Solomon Lane sounds like Voldemort. Yeah, like he does. He really does. And he's so great. He's like a weasel looking. Yeah, I liked him a lot. I liked him too. He's yeah, a good villain, especially when he grows his beard. He's yeah. so weasley looking. Yeah. Um, so, so Solomon Lane. You're like, who's Solomon Lane? As a listener, you're like, who's Solomon Lane? But you shouldn't know. But if you watch these movies, he's a former British intelligent, which is why she was there to take him out because British intelligent doesn't want it getting out that he was a member of theirs and that the syndicate is made up. Well, this happens later. Uh, so yeah, right, I'm right now, all, all you know is that he was a former MI6 agent mm-hmm. who's gone, some could say, rogue, rogue. nation. Uh, on, rogue and, on the nation. Yeah. And he created, like, he's in charge of this syndicate group. Yeah. That, Which is that, made up of former disavowed agents. From all diff- all over the all world. The, all that, walks of life. That, that Ethan Hunt is trying to stop. Yep. So the next part is... You find out what's Solomon's goal. What does he need? And he needs this code. It's locked away that he can't even get to. In Morocco. In Morocco. It's in this vault that is this highest security vault ever where it 
No, they can't do a mask because Benji wants to do a mask. He's yeah. like, I can't do a mask. They do because your eyes. They do your eyes. They your do your fingerprints. I think your fingerprints and, and voice, your right? no, your maybe your voice and, and your gait. Your the walk. way you walk. It it, it so yeah. to get in, they need to be able for Benji to be able to get in and download it. They need to bypass the server, and to bypass the server, you need to be able to hold your breath for three and a half minutes to go down. Do you know what into I the just shaft. realized? What's that? That really, uh, it's it's kind of like it's it. Their security system is the lyrics to "It's in His Kiss." Right? Like it's is it in his eyes? Oh no! It's not this, <laughs> is it in his touch? Is it in his walk? And that's how they figure out if they should get in or not. Well, that's that's if actually you the know Corey's favorite if song. If he should get into the security system or not, it's in his kiss. Good to know. That's where it is. Well, that's it. Uh, that's that wraps the movie song. up. Yeah, that's there you go. Closing song. Um, that that freediving scene was really cool, though. It was awesome. So that what when they were when he was he's down there. Uh, that's anxiety right. number two. Yes. So to yeah. get to be able to Benji to get in it's and then called hack the tours, it. by the way, that the little like the tours, the the tourists is what they call the oh okay uh, like the where all the codes are mm-hmm. where he has to swap the, the thing because yeah. I said in my notes. Two things. I said, looks like they've got themselves an impossible mission in Morocco. <laughs> and he's Benji wants all these things. I'm like we can't do any of that. You got to hold your breath for two minutes. And, and that's it. That's all you got. And they literally say it's impossible. And the camera cuts to Tom Cruise smiling. Yeah. And I'm like, he's all of us. Like we're all like, ah, yeah. you know, <laughs> ah, you know, again. silly. But I said I knew something was going to go wrong in there, and it didn't help. When it did go wrong, me being like, oh fuck. And I knew there was a sixth movie, so he wasn't going to die. No. You knew that there was going to be a seventh and an eighth. I knew that Tom Cruise doesn't die. He was like Top Gun Maverick. You knew he wasn't going to die. So the underwater scene allows them to – they need to go underwater, hold their breath for this long to be able to hack the server room. And this underwater thing is this long tube, and it's this this underwater basically like cocoon – that has like all these different things, and it's constantly moving, and it cools the software. Basically, there was like sensors that would pick up metal. Right? Yeah, that's why you couldn't have an oxygen it, tank. Think of it as a sink drain into a garbage disposal. Like yeah. that's the best way to do it. So to be able to do it, you need to be able to hold your breath for three minutes and then exit through the exit valve. So naturally, it doesn't happen in three minutes. So it ends up being like six minutes or whatever. Um, so filming the underwater scene, what was supposed to be to take three minutes ends up taking Ethan six and a half minutes. The scene was shot in one take and had Cruz holding his breath for the entire six and a half minutes. What? So to mimic the jump, he jumped off a 120 foot ledge because there's this giant thing they jump off of into the tube tube, uh, ledge into the water tunnel and the water tunnel was CGI, but he did the jump. So at least that's actually like him when they show him. And so the cooling system's arms that swing around were CGI, um, but everything else was practical and shot in a 20-foot deep water tank. Um, and the final cut had the scene interspersed, like with other scenes. Like, we were watching it. We're yeah. watching him down there, and it cuts to Benji and whatnot. And other scenes, so it makes it look like it had cuts, but it didn't. That was all one take. Um, it was, And it was just filmed in, in one long take. How that the he did. fuck did he do that? I mean, people train. Like, Avatar, they, like, held their breath for, like, <sighs> 10 minutes or whatever. Uh, Avatar, Black Panther. Avatar, The Way of Water. The Way of Water. Okay. Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. They did all that stuff, but it's just pretty fucking nuts. Because you're under there, and I'm like, okay, this is probably done in multiple takes. 
and CGI a lot, but no, it's him underwater. Obviously, I'm, there's I'm aspects of it. I'm going through the whole thing, and I'm like, all right, I would have passed out like a minute ago. That's the power of Xenu, baby. <laughs> <laughs> it's incredibly anxiety-inducing. Yeah, drowning's um, a big one for me. So this, yeah. this whole scene. So that's my like, other thing. Right? I so thought that this was cooler, though. Than the airplane scene. 100%. Drowning is like a big thing Drowning for seems me. like it really fucking sucks. And when he started like, cho- when you choke on your own air, yeah. like that I think is like... Or you go to take a breath and it just water goes... Yeah, sucks. Like the idea of drowning is like one of those things that makes me nervous. And Never like afraid, you, but just nervous. But And you uh, knew... Sorry, go ahead. I was just going to trace it back to Sonic the Hedgehog, the old second... Oh, yeah, game. underwater. Because oh. when you were underwater, you had like a counter. Imagine... And then the music would speed up and it would go boop, 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 boop. Imagine they put that music on this scene. I credit that with my anxiety. I would have to turn it off. I think that that video game created anxiety for me. And then he goes, and the rings go everywhere. Yeah, embarrassing. So naturally, he takes the thing, he takes the key card out, and then you know he's going to lose it. And he does because he gets hit with the arm, but then he gets saved by Rebecca Ferguson after he does it. And, um, you took, find, her pants, took her pants off and, and everything. That's that's the side boob I'm talking about. <laughs> so she, you find out she's disavowed, but not really. I guess we can kind of. Well, then we she turns. Come. Well, then he goes outside and he's wearing a shirt because he. Well, oh, no, he's, died. He died. Yeah. He's, he's, he's died. He died. He died. He died. She brings died. him back to life. He, yeah. He kind he, of a big deal. Man. Yeah, that's right. He died and she brings him back to life by like resuscitate obviously by resuscitating him and then he puts on the shirt that looks like it's from dan flashes a lot of padding my my note is i repeat ferguson is a babe tits and butt it's <laughs> <laughs> a fantastic right. note yeah. so then now now we go to the next chase where the car flips a bunch of times and Dude, he's fine unbelievable i actually just looked it up to watch it again it's just insane what they do with this car you got hot motorcycle action, although, again, motorcycle scenes do nothing for me. At least we have a car in this. If you have a car and a motorcycle, I can live with it. Motorcycle chasing motorcycle, what are you doing if you catch them? You're throwing yourself at them. You're jumping off yours? But, yeah, so flippy, 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 airbags go off. They're just, like, you can tell that they were in some kind of, like, simulator and they were flipping around. They have the most faith. And then they both just get out. They just walk yeah, out. Yeah, they just they walk, walk out. Away. Nothing happened. Just walk away. Everybody walks away. Benji, a little banged up. But that's about it. So, each step of the way, Solomon thwarts them. No matter what happens, there is a cool just... scene because I'm watching it right now. They flip the car. The dude comes up to assassinate him, and Luther just hits him with the truck. Yeah. <laughs> so, you find out that Solomon's just after money. It's four point billion pounds. That would allow the oper- that would allow the syndicate to operate for years, like big time, baby. Like de- don't they say decades? Yeah. So, which doesn't seem like that much money. Forget no, being honest. no. So the as whole far as like what they're trying to get done. Yeah. So also in the chase scene, Benji now has the drive with the data that they need. She steals it, gives it to the head of British intelligence to get back in there. He's like, no, you have to go back in there, and he wipes the file. So when she gives the, the file to Solomon. Yeah. Nothing on it. He's a slime ball. Yep. And so he gives it to Solomon. He again is just like, I'm giving you another chance. So right around here, when he she meets the MI6 like commissioner guy, I think there's probably 40 minutes left in the movie. Mm-hmm. And I said at that point, this movie is very slow, but it's not boring, if that makes sense. Yes. Like, it just took a long time. It didn't feel long, but it was long. 
Yeah. But I was also like invested. If that, I don't like. It was a weird thing where like it's not a quick watch, but it's not boring. Exactly. Like I thought that tour scene, the chase scene, like all right, yeah, we're gonna get to a big finish, and then they like that was the end of Act Two, and there's a whole other act to get through. And I like looked at the time, I was like, oh fuck, like there's mm-hmm. forty minutes left. So it was just like a, it's it's a, it takes a while. It's, yeah, but it's not longer than the others. I don't think. Like it's no, it's it's about right in line. The same They're, time. The next one's the longest. Two twenty seven. I think yeah. the last one was. So um, Ving Rhames shows up. <laughs> oh yeah. So they're in they're in the like the the train station, and they know they've been set up for Solomon and Rebecca Ferguson's going to yeah, betray they, like, them. Surround her, yeah. So Elsa Elsa Elsa, Elsa Faust. And so so William Brandt and Ethan Hunt go running. And Ving Rhames is minutes behind them, but he runs and he's right behind them. And I'm like, no, no, no shot at Ving Rhames, but he's not keeping pace with them two running. He's a big, he's he's a a big, big boy. boy. He's a big boy. Um, Number one fan, Nick would keep up. <laughs> uh, and we kind of get to the end where now they have this big plan to prove that the syndicate's real, that British intelligence created the syndicate, um, because you find out that. It Solomon Lane was doing this. It was an idea from the British government or the British intelligence. So they, that guy, the MI6 leader, created the idea of the syndicate. The prime minister was like, no, shut it down. They need the prime minister's like... That's where we find all this stuff out. They need the prime minister, his signature, his eye. They need his, yeah, they need his eye. His eye and then his voice code too. Mm-hmm. They yep. need him to say words. So they have to like somehow corner the prime minister then you find out that like this none of this was supposed to exist yeah and the mi6 agent let it they're the guy who's in charge let it happen and now solomon lane is running wild with it yep and then it just comes down to money and tom cruise has everything on the computer and he memorizes all of the of the um so before you get there right so this is like the cool sequence this is where alec baldwin becomes like a part of it because it's like Alec Baldwin and uh, Brant. So it's the secretary. He's not the secretary yet. It's He's the head of the CIA. He's the head of the CIA. I forget his name. Holden or something something or other. Her, Hunley. Al, Alan Hunley. And then it's Brant. And then it's the Prime Minister of England and the MI6 like head guy. Yeah. And uh, Alan Hunley... Alec Baldwin delivers the line about how Ethan Hunt is like, is he's kind of come to get them. And he's like, we have to protect you because they know that he's... Brant at this point is like, we can't do this. We can't do this as a prime minister. We have to warn him. Hunt says no. Brant's a traitor. Then we're like, oh man, he snuck in. He told him what was going to happen. And Alan Hunley says, Hunt is the living manifestation of destiny <laughs> and he has made you his mission. Yep. With, yeah. Fuck off. <laughs> Fuck off with that line. The living manifestation of destiny. He is. I wonder who wrote that. Tom Cruise. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Either Tom Cruise God. or Xenu, one of the two. One, one and the that. same. But then you find out that the MI6 like head was just Tom Cruise in a mask. Yep. Masks are back, Masks baby. Masks are back, Alan Alan Hunley. There was first chance playing Halloween. Uh, and then everything everything works out yeah. for now. 
That's where he memorizes shit. Now it's like so now Benji's got the bomb strapped to him at the table with with, with Ilsa Foss with, yeah, and Rebecca Ferguson and Rebecca Ferguson and Tom Cruise come, goes and confronts them uh, and talks to them and, and basically says like I have all the information you want, but it's it's up here. Right we, up del- here we deleted the, the drive and he's like and he calls his bluff because they are like did you, how did you memorize that and he's like I did it. Or does he even say that? I don't even know if he says I think that. He, I think, I think he calls his bluff, though. Yeah, I think he, like, sure he says he was bluffing. And then it leads to a chase, and they trap him in a glass case of emotion. Kind of like how they got Tom Cruise in the beginning. Bye-bye, Bone Doctor. What I did realize towards the end of this film, Ilsa Faust's, like go-to form of fighting is to just get her legs around your face i would be okay with that but like every fight she gets into she somehow gets up onto your shoulders and then she like whips around like whips you down to the ground i did say that the bad guys have worse aim than stormtroopers it doesn't stop she does it like four times in this movie i just didn't notice till the end it always looks awesome but then when you watch the sixth film it's non-stop she's (laughs) constantly like getting onto guys' shoulders. The Black Widow signature move. Yes, yeah. but all the time. I think it's sort of rumor that Avengers ripped off <laughs> Mission Impossible. Impossible. <laughs> but then this oh, this whole end scene, they catch Solomon. They get uh, Atlee from British intelligence to admit to the head of CIA that the syndicate is real, and uh, becomes a secretary. And yep, and the IMF Everything is back. Everything works out. What a happy end. No, no, no. The secretary. Is yeah, that's how it ends. Alec, ba- Alec Baldwin becomes the secretary, and then that's how it ends. And we are gonna cut here. There's a lot in one episode, so we're gonna give you five and four and five here, and we'll give you another episode in six. And uh, so, what did you guys think of five? I'm still gonna put it at a four. Yeah, I think it was I don't better think it's than better four. to beat. Like I, but th- like I feel like a half point, a half star is so much different. It is. It's you know a what I mean? So I, I, it's a better four. Yeah. It's it's four shifting to like four and a quarter. Yeah. Whereas the other one was like three and three quarters shifting to four. But it's still a four. Entertaining, like I said, long. Okay. Felt long, but not boring, if that makes sense. Yeah. 4.1 out of five. <laughs> Illegal procedure. Yeah, we're doing did four, my brother, four and a half. I liked it. I liked four. it. I liked he it about the again. same as four. Yeah, you like very good. The action's just so fucking good. Yeah, they up the ante again. I just feel like they they just continue. The syndicate to makes it cooler. The syndicate, knowing that awesome. there's like this big conglomerate and not just a random bad guy, like that made it cool. I like that me. idea a lot. Yeah, it's me not too. just one guy. We're like, like there is the one guy who's running it all, but like, yeah. But I, sure. I like that there's like this whole network of of bad guys. Basically, that's like the anti IMF. Yep. I like that a lot. Me too. Uh, I gave this one a four and a half. Uh, I just think it's so good. I think it's definitely an improvement on the last one. And if I had to rank them, it would it goes uh, five, four, three, one, two. And I feel like you guys would probably agree with that. They just I, get better as yeah, they go. Yeah, one and, except for two. One and two, I don't really care. You can interchange them. But yeah. the rest of that ranking, yes. One is just better because two just ages so poorly. Mm-hmm. It's just such a, hey, this is the 2000s. Yeah, and I will take my impossible mission in the next part. Thank you for. I fucking hope you get milk. (laughs) And you guys all have to tune in to our next episode to see if we do that. Remember to rate, like, and subscribe. We'll be back with the Mission Impossible rewatch 
finale before episode um, before Dead Reckoning soon. Thank you guys for listening.